Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theater, and this is Season 2, Episode 4, for our production of Say Goodnight, Gracie. This show is our third official production in our 2020-2021 season, and it is the second of our COVID substitution shows. This show was originally scheduled to perform in November. However, the week before we were scheduled to open, the area saw a significant spike in COVID-19 cases. So, we decided it would be best to postpone the show for a few months. Well, those few months have now passed. As of this recording, we have seen a drop in new cases in our area and are comfortable offering this production with all of our extensive safety protocols in place. Coming up in Act 2 of this episode, we talk with Bruce Hahn, who plays George Burns. We recorded our interview back in November, shortly before we decided to reschedule the show. But first, Act 1. Say Goodnight, Gracie is a one-man show based on the life of comedian George Burns, written by Rupert Holmes. The subtitle of the show is The Life, Love, and Laughter of George Burns and Gracie Allen. So, if you don't know... Burns and Allen were real people, a husband and wife comedy team famous for their radio and television show. Their closing catchphrase is where the show gets its title. As they would close every broadcast, Burns would say to Allen, say goodnight, Gracie, and she would reply, goodnight. You don't need to be familiar with the duo to enjoy the show, but since you're listening to this podcast, you will at least be slightly familiar with the iconic comedy team. The show opens with Burns arriving in a limbo-like afterlife. He soon learns that he must give a command performance retelling his life story to God in order to pass into heaven and be reunited with Gracie. In the course of the show, he takes us from his youth growing up as one of 12 children in New York through a career in vaudeville, radio, television, and the movies, including three films where he played God. So, As I was putting this episode together, I thought about going into details about George Burns, but then I realized, well, that's the whole point of the entire show. Playwright Rupert Holmes has crafted a script which not only allows Burns to tell his life story, but also connects us with the humor and emotions in his life. Many of the lines come from interviews and other writings from Burns. Holmes has had a career just about as diverse as Burns. Before becoming a playwright, he was better known as a musician and songwriter. In fact, you probably know his most famous song, Escape, uh, or as we all better know it, the Pina Colada song. Yeah, that's this playwright. I didn't know that until researching this podcast, so see, you can learn something new every day. So Holmes made his theatrical writing debut in 1985 with the Broadway musical The Mystery of Edwin Drood an audience participation mystery based on Charles Dickens' last unfinished novel. That show would earn him two Tony Awards. And on a side note, I would really love to direct that show someday. Say Goodnight, Gracie would open on Broadway in 2002 and was nominated for a 2003 Tony Award for Best Play. In addition to Bruce's performance, the show features various clips from throughout Burns and Allen's career. This is the first time CP has produced the show, and a rare time that we have produced a one-actor show as part of the regular season. I am the show's director. 
Our production runs approximately 90 minutes, and there is no intermission. The show is rated a 2 on our production rating scale. That means it is for broad audiences, and would be the equivalent of a PG movie. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. Joining me now in the socially or physically distant podcast studio that is no that is my office uh, is Bruce Hahn, George Burns himself. Uh, Bruce, thank you for joining me up here before rehearsal. Thanks for inc- including me, Jamie. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a one-man show. We probably should interview the one guy in the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, how... Talking about this show, how would you describe Say Goodnight, Gracie? Well, you know, in my opinion, I think the whole thing is a story. I love storytelling, and I think this is just a great story. And the nice thing about it is that it happens to be true, and it happens to be about someone, you know, an an entertainer. But I, I think the whole thing about it, there's, you know, there's a little bit of everything in there. There's lots of humor. There's some tenderness. There's some disappointment. But it's it talking about the human factor of everybody. But it, it's in, in the long run, it's just a story about this couple. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a really interesting way to to uh, kind of boil the show down. It's yeah, and it really is. It is a show mm-hmm. about this couple. And speaking of the couple, um, what is it about the uh, the man of the couple, uh, George <laughs> Burns, that uh, drew you to this show? Well, I'm old enough that I watched Burns and Allen on TV when it was first on TV. And I mean, of all the shows that I remember from when I was young, the two that always come first to mind are Burns and Allen and I Love Lucy. And uh, so I've, I've always loved them. And uh, I read the script about a year ago. And I mean, I knew it existed, but I didn't know much about it. And I fell in love with the script the first time I read it. I, I learned a lot. And I think that uh, the folks that come We'll, we'll find out some, even the ones that are old enough that know about Burns and Allen, they're going to find out some really interesting things that they didn't know about them that are, in fact, true. Yeah, yeah, that is one of those things with the show is that, you know, it's based on a true story, right. and, but, and it's such an interesting true story. It is. I mean, and, and you know, they, they really, as, as much as they were a couple when they were performing, they pretty much kept their, their family life and their private life private. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so a lot of those things are revealed in this play, and it, it was just it was really eye-opening for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for people who may, who may not know, just real quick, uh, you know, who was George Burns? <laughs> well, probably if you're born after 1980, probably no one even knows George Burns. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for the older folks, George Burns, frankly, George Burns, in my opinion, is probably one of the most iconic performers that existed. I can't think of anyone else that had a career that spanned from vaudeville in the early 20s, even even before that, up through the late 90s when he's playing God and, and the Sunshine Boys in movies when he's in his 90s. I mean, I don't know of anyone else that has a, has a career that spanned vaudeville, then radio, then television, movies, everything. Yeah, yeah, he really was able to do it all. And he was a stand-up comic, too, you know. And he was a stand-up comic. <laughs> He was the precursor to all of our um, late night hosts, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's what they did. They—they they just talked. They talked, but it was great. It was entertaining. It was funny, and it—it it, people loved them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm 
slightly younger than you. Uh, <laughs> More than slightly, unfortunately. But, uh, um, but I'll take that. Yeah, but uh, you know, I even knew who George Burns was. Um, yeah. You know, uh, growing up and everything, and uh, and he was such an iconic um, figure. Um, that he, you know, he passed away when I was younger, right. um, but uh, you know, you just knew who he was by, by that. Uh, you'd see him uh, holding that cigar and those glasses. Yep. I mean, he was just recognizable. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and and in later life, when your age, I mean, you were you. I'm sure you saw the movies, the God mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you saw the Sunshine Boys, and you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's there's few performers who deserve the title of iconic and he's um, one yeah yeah it, that, that title is thrown around a lot yeah. um but uh yeah he is one who uh he i, I feel like he invented iconic i know <laughs> i agree i agree absolutely i mean he just i i like i said i don't know of anyone that had that expanse expansive of a time period in which they were entertainers and well-known right and right. active as entertainers yeah yeah and you know, one thing that we found during this rehearsal process is the fact that yeah a lot of people don't know who he is now uh <laughs> yeah our, our good friend brandon uh you know when i said george burns and he was like who well i i told my daughter and son-in-law and they're in their 30s i said oh, i'm doing this one-man show and they said what's it about and i said well, it's about george burns and they just looked at me like Okay, what's George Burns? You know, <laughs> um, but I I think once they see the show, my daughter particularly loves I Love Lucy. Ah, yeah. I think after she sees this show, she'll be encouraged to go to YouTube and take a look at some of the Burns and Allen shows because they are hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's so much that came from them that is really part of our kind of shared vernacular. Exactly. You know, even the title of this this show. You know, say goodnight, Gracie. Right. Um, People have heard that whether they even absolutely. know where it came from. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I told Brandon, I said, well, you know, the the, the phrase "say goodnight, Gracie" that that comes from them. Right. And he's like, oh, well, I've heard that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, and and then in the show, you know, it talks about uh, some of the things that uh, became iconic from them uh, with this, particularly with Gracie. Gee, I bet you say that to all the girls. Yeah, right? yeah. That and, uh, line I've known forever. Yeah, and you know, there you go again. Um, even though I know it when Reagan quoted it in the <laughs> presidential debate, how I first became familiar with it, but he was quoting Gracie Allen. Was, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, no. So, yeah, like we were talking here, it's like, do you, do you think you need to know who George Burns and Gracie Allen were in order to enjoy this show? You know, I don't. Not at all. I think the older people that know of Burns will come and they will see it and they'll give them mem- it'll bring back memories and I think they'll learn lots. But I think the younger folks that come are going to have a really good evening as with this, hearing a story about someone that existed. And if they're into entertainers and, and celebrities, I think it will encourage them to go in and, and go to YouTube and some of these places and search some of these things out. Because I, I sit and I laugh out loud when I look at them on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and and one of the cool things about this show is that it does integrate um, some video footage and some audio footage um, of George Burns, and and we even talked. There's one bit of footage that I'm like, wow, that's kind of uh, to use his, his term avant garde. Yeah, it was very avant garde. <laughs> uh, you know, there's like, wow, that's that's pretty uh, something to put on TV in the '50s. You could get away with that. that no, that was pretty racy. That had yeah. To, yeah, I don't know how that got past the the censors. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, this script is so well crafted 
that it, it it is it tells a very human story that you don't need to know who George Burns no. was, who Gracie Allen was, or really anything about the history of vaudeville and and the early years of television and radio. It just tells this heartfelt story about George Burns wanting to basically reconnect with Gracie Allen exactly, um, exactly. without giving up too much there. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so have you? This is a one-person show. You know, we talk about Gracie, but you know, Gracie isn't on stage. Uh, we we've staged some stuff where we we see Gracie, but um, there's no actress on stage playing Gracie. Uh, so it's a one, you're out there all by yourself for 90 minutes. Don't say that. that <laughs> I, I'm good till I hear that, and then I think, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So so um, have you done a, a one-man show before? No, sir, never. This is a brand new experience for me. <laughs> so did you did you lose a bet with the devil or no, something and no, uh, i wanted this yeah i wanted well i called you and i said yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I brought it to you i wanted this yeah um, i've been wanting this for since i first read the script mm-hmm. and frankly the pandemic got me thinking about it again because as things start to open up we still have to be careful and here i can do we can do this show and there's one person on the stage and there's someone up doing the sound and the lights and the audience, and you were doing a beautiful job of social distancing and checking with people and making them wear their masks and letting them, you know, taking them out row by row. Right. That uh, it should be a very safe evening and be something that's really fun and interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and this is the perfect kind of like, and just like a, pre, a couple of our previous shows are just like perfectly suited for this time what's going on in the world yeah and it's still allowing us to produce theater to produce some really interesting theater um but do it in a way that is is safe is responsible um and honestly i'm having fun with some of these kind of different kind of shows that we're doing no i've seen them all and i've enjoyed them all too yeah um so how, how does this show compare with working on a show when you know you have someone else on stage (laughs) <laughs> the, the thing that, that didn't, I mean, I knew there was, there was lots of memorization of the lines. It's like a 47-page script. So I knew going in that I had that. But I've always been able to learn my lines. What I didn't take into account were the rehearsals. You know, <laughs> there are three hours. And, you know, in a, normal, in a normal play, there's other characters. And some scenes you're in and some scenes you sit out in the audience and watch and you rest. And in, in this instance, if... I'm not up there. We're not doing anything. So. <laughs> so, so you're saying that I'm driving you hard. Well, you are, but this, you know that's it's that's what'll make a good show. Yeah, yeah. Make you know that show. that is interesting that you said that. I hadn't really thought about the fact that that you that an actor rehearsing a one person show doesn't get those kind of little. All right, I'm off stage for right. two or three pages. Right, exactly. You get a little break every now and then. Yeah, and it, it's different, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think we've been doing it. Uh, one of the kind of unique things about directing a one-person show, if I may, um, has been the ability to be a lot more collaborative on it. Exactly. Yeah, and you've been great for that, you know, saying, well, let's let's experiment with this, or if I think of something, it, it just works back and forth, and it, it becomes very collaborative. Yeah, yeah. Un- unlike, say, a, a large musical where you've got 30 dancers that you're trying to just to all get all of them to start with their left foot. Um, and <laughs> or be- they've all got ideas on how it should go. Yes, yes. Yeah, then it, then it becomes about herding cats. Um, <laughs> but uh, now, without giving away any spoilers... Is there a particular favorite moment or two in the show for you? You know, that I you told me you were going to ask me that, and, and I thought about that, 
And there really isn't. I, I mean, I love the whole show, but I, I think my favorite parts are the very beginning and the very end because it takes everything full circle in ways that I would have never thought it could have done. Hmm. And takes the whole story and it puts it together just by again the beginning and the and the ending, and they're different than a lot of in the stuff in the in the in the body of the play because a lot of that's comedy and you know and, right, right. and it's it's the stage performances that you come to expect but there has to be an intro and there has to be an ending and and it it ties the whole thing in beautifully. I think. Yeah, yeah, that that is uh, interesting that you say that because it does really tie the sh- the, the beginning and end of the show. Yeah. It's such a they're such great bookends. They are. Um, they are. Yeah, and and I and I don't think it spoils anything with the show to say that, you know, George Burns he, in the show, he's in his af- in the afterlife. And he's he's auditioning to get into heaven, right. um, and, and he command a performance before God, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, that framing device works so it nicely. Uh, and I can tell um, as well as you're rehearsing the show that both of those parts have such um, sincerity behind them, uh, in the way that you're approaching the character and delivering the lines and everything. And like you said, you know, in the middle of the show, there's there's some sections of the show where it's a whole page where you're basically just doing a stand-up routine. Right, exactly. You know, it's just this like joke, 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 joke. 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 Um, uh, and, and they're great and they're funny. Um, uh, uh, we've been cracking up a lot right, during, exactly. during rehearsals. Um, but yeah, the, those moments of sincerity uh, that bookend the show really tie it together nicely. And your performances and finding those nuances and his emotional depth and his, his sincerity with it all um, really brings it to life very nicely. Well, thank you. And, and, but, you know, it helps because you know that it's real. And, that, and, and I've, I've gone back and, you know, you, you sent me to the, CB, to the um, 60 Minutes interview and I've, I've seen some other interviews. And some of these things that are interjected in this play came out in some of those interviews. And so it, it just... It, yeah, it was just fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing that, as I was researching the show too, is that that I was just fascinated by. Uh, you you see these interviews of George Burns with various reporters and whatnot, or late night hosts, and it's like, oh, this is that anecdote that he was telling exactly. on sixty Minutes, uh, and, and it's retold in the show. Exactly, and here's one thing, and then in another year interview you find something else and it was all brought back into this play yeah yeah so. uh and and yeah and it's such realism behind mm-hmm. it and and yeah it's just uh, just we just keep going on and on about how how well written the show is so uh, yeah, it really is uh, but it, yeah uh so what do you hope that uh, people take away from seeing this show well first of all you know in any live performance or any, t- any entertainment venue, you, cope, you, you hope they come in and they have a really good time. So that's first and foremost. But again, I think for those older folks that know George Burns and Gracie Allen, I think it'll bring back some memories. And I think they'll recognize some of the theater pieces that we do during this show because they were taken from their acts. So it'll bring back some memories there. But I think that for the younger people, number one, it'll give them a great history into entertainment in the United States. Oh, absolutely. It'll be a wonderful history. I mean, it goes, again, straight from vaudeville through radio, through television, through movies. And um, so it'll be a wonderful education. But I think it will bring to life somebody that they don't know and they maybe would have been better off had they known of him at the time. You know, that's interesting. I was thinking about that today, uh, that so much of that classic vaudeville shtick and the routines and everything 
are just so influential in what we look at as modern exactly. comedy. Um, and and just you know even when you extrapolate you know that kind of comedy out into um, Looney Tunes. Uh, right. you know, the Bugs Bunny shtick is straight out of vaudeville. Exactly. Um, and and how it applies to sitcoms and how it applies to stand-up comics and and uh, theatrical farces right. and all that stuff. Um, I I always joke that my directing style is you know part part old vaudeville shtick and part Muppets. You know, <laughs> uh, which were totally based on right. uh, vaudeville. On vaudeville. You know, the old exactly. Muppet show with the guys heckling from the. Uh, from the balcony there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really believe some of these folks that didn't know Burns, when they see this, they will recognize things that are current and comedic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Because so much of it they did for the very first time and things that are still being done to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Bruce, thank you so much for uh, coming in a couple minutes early Thanks. to rehearsal. Well, um, listen, I, I love talking about this. I hope that we get everyone that can can come out and see the show. It, it really is a good show. I guarantee you'll have a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, look at your script because yep. uh, you've got rehearsal in five minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a driving force. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Thanks. It's time for the curtain call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theater in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Say Goodnight, Gracie runs just one weekend, opening on Thursday, January 7th, and going through Sunday, January 10th. Limited in-person seating is available through the box office or on our website. Unfortunately, we will not be able to provide a streaming option for this production. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we will see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. <laughs>